or what it is, or what's up. Got you niggas in the cup, or what it is, or what's up. I got you niggas in the cup, okay. It's the other one show. I literally just come across that classic ass clip on my socials and giggled for about 10 minutes because that little crackhead lady thought she was spitting the hottest fire. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Back then, I think I must have watched that on a Blackberry. That's how old that that video is. Anyway, I'm the She-J. This is the other one show. This is episode number 75. And I'm here to talk my shit. Yes. But yeah, man, I hope everybody's good. I feel like it, it always feels like it's been forever ago, but I know it's only been a fortnight, but it's always good to be back. It's been a very eventful couple of days. First place I want to stop is, I want to say a huge, massive, bohemoth and gargantuan thank you to everybody who came down and supported for Dopamine's launch on the 15th, which was this past Thursday. It's Monday today, Monday the 18th, 19th, Monday the 19th today, jeez. Um, but yeah, first first event, <sighs> because COVID likes to brock everybody's dreams, had to be seated, which was fine. Um, I was in a position where I wanted to, when I first heard, well, let's, let us start from the beginning. So when I first heard of like the tier system and all that kind of jazz and such and such and what they're planning to do, I knew that there would be little like rule changes and such and such. And plus with them saying that uh, the music level can't be over 85 decibels, which I would say is about the volume of, I don't know, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's like restaurant noise. So if there's music playing, if you concentrate on the music, you can hear it. But if you have a conversation, you can still have a conversation with someone. It's that kind of level. And um, the fact that everybody has to be seated, you can't, there's no standing rooms allowed, which makes for a very difficult event to hold if if your event is based on music and hype and dancing and raving and them kind of things. So I was in a position where I thought to myself at one point, I don't want to do this, I want to postpone it again. But with the help and the encouragement and the support of my people them, my man, my team, it was convinced that, you know what, in order, if I want to get this brand to be recognised, by the time COVID fixes her ass and moves off the ends, I need to get this in stone now. So we went ahead with the event. Uh, shouts out to Kaylee Kay and um, Miss DJ Candy for doing sets. They were absolutely amazing. And one thing that I am very, very happy with and very, very proud of is the fact that my team know what needs to be done. I ain't got to tell them girls what to play. Um, I've been to uh, bookings before where I'm being told what they want to hear from me. But when I actually get to the booth and I actually start to, you know, look at the crowd, uh, feel like the vibe, know the mood of the room, what they want me to play isn't going to work. So knowing that I don't have to tell them girls ah, you're going to be playing this at this time and you're going to be playing this at this time. I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to say anything to the point where my other half had asked me, what are they playing? I'm like, I don't know. They know what to do though. And that's the kind of thing that we deal with. We play to who's in the room. 
we play to who's in the room. That is what dopamine is all about. We are very professional. We are very talented. Uh, we are very overlooked. And I think I said it on the last show. I'm done with trying to get a seat at tables when I can build my own. And even in these COVID times, I think this has just given me space to do it. It's given me like my brain space to do it. I haven't, I've been able to kind of like rest. It was abrupt and yeah, COVID has fucked everybody. It's fucked everybody in a way. This is, this isn't something that could have been predicted, but how I use the time, I'm very, very happy with, and I'm really happy with the outcome with everybody who came down. We sold out of our tickets. Like, I think we sold out of our tickets about two or three days before, uh, before the event was actually due to commence. Uh, we changed the times because obviously you got a 10 p.m. curfew now. So we had to change the times to 6 to 10 p.m. Um, there's a lot of things I'm planning to do with regards to dopamine. There's so much scope. I had my partner Exhibit 69 come down and paint live. So it gave a visual to proceedings because I knew everybody's going to be seated. So it gives somebody, somebody something else to see. Um, as much as the music, the music was stellar and A1 and everybody was engaged and trying to get everybody to just stay seated because the amount of people who just get up, bust two moves and then sit down. Or there was one bridge in the mind who would get up, do a little, do a gully creeper, but he'd have his hand on his seat. So like that counts. All little things like that we were doing. Um, yeah, I, th- there was one, huh, there was, huh, huh, there was one group of young, yeah, that came in. Now, Apparently they had tickets. I don't know. Uh, the tickets were put up by the venue, so I couldn't actually be able to view who had actually gotten tickets. Now there's three girls. I think three or four of them. It had to be something to eight, and these girls were frass early. And you know when you're about twenty to thirty feet from someone, and you can predominantly see their eyelashes. Yeah. I could see the white girl with the fake tan and the slick back middle part in hair and the the eyelashes were thicker than the Amazon forest. I didn't understand. I don't understand how people can wear them things because I've tried to put on a pair of eyelashes before and it feels like I'm wearing a pair of Air Force Ones on my eyelids. I just find them too heavy. I know, but oh, why don't you get the mink ones? Because I'm not ready to spend 60 pounds to 200 pounds on a pair of eyelashes. When I have some growing out of my face. So. I see these tick, 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 tick eyelashes. And they're just doing too much. Turns out. These girls are. Because in Box Park. They have a uh, table service rule. Where they have QR codes. On like the tables and table numbers. You scan the QR code for food. They have one for food, one for drink. You scan the QR code. And then you can order. And they will bring the drink to you. Before you are given the drink, you have to prove that you have purchased it. So the girl, um, so the waiter or waitress will ask to see your confirmation on your phone and then you get your drinks or your food. It's pretty cool. Me, I'm a big fan because it means I don't have to go and stand up at no bar. I can just order my drinks and they will come to me. Sick. Apparently these girls are dotting from table to table trying to take people's drinks now and try to cut people's food and all this kind of red tear. And I was just like, mm. I heard about this afterwards. But what had actually happened was, I'm standing up, well, sorry, sorry, Boris, I'm sitting down, just kind of minding my own business, bopping away, just making sure that socials were running nice, photographer's cool, uh, live painting's cool, DJ's cool, sound's cool, everything's cool. And then Miss 
Miss Air Force Lashes comes up and she's like, if anybody else, I'm sitting at your table, yeah? I'm like, what? I don't understand what you mean. And she's like, no, because like, like, we're just trying to like, we just, you get me? And I'm like, that's not even a sentence. What are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, well, the management near are pissed off because like, it's meant to be tickets or something like that to get in here. And we just want to come in and have a drink or whatever. And I'm like, well, you do have to have a ticket. And they're like, why have you got a ticket? And I'm like, no. They're like, well, how comes you don't need the ticket? And I do. And I said to her, because it's my event, babe. The music could have stopped in that room because, <laughs> yeah, get me, the big cuts and shame. So she kind of had to hold her L. Eyelashes were feeling heavy and then they left and I was just glad with that. It was the only thing that kind of had me on a bit of an edge of don't embarrass me in here. It's like telling people in there, I was like, look, I know everybody wants to get up and jump up and skin teeth and rare te 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 te, but we can't do that. Please remember this is my place of work. And I'm not gonna jeopardize that for any of you lot. If they want to dash you out, go about your business. But I didn't have to say that because it was big people in there. Everybody was grown. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get everybody into the routine of being seated was difficult. As you can imagine, you're in a bar. What am I sitting down for? You feel me? So that was a bit difficult to kind of control, but everybody understood uh, and everybody had a good time. I've had nothing but positive feedback. I'm really, really happy. I'm really, really proud. Shouts out to the dopamine team. And yeah, I'm in talks at the moment to see if I can get another date because I really want to make it happen. I'm thinking about doing daytimes, I'm thinking about doing brunches, I'm thinking about doing so so many different things. And yeah, I'm just super excited for the future of dopamine. So I just wanted to make sure that I spoke about that first, because you know I have been planning this since, what, March? February, March. Had to postpone it because it was meant to be on February, you meant to be on April the 12th. And then obviously, it ended up getting cancelled and then come July, I managed to get a new date and then I've managed to make it happen. I'm, yo, I'm be real. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself. I didn't think I'd be able to do it. It's my first ever event that I've ever put on in London. Ever. I've only lived here. This is my, I'm into my fifth year now. And I'm super proud of myself. It's as simple as that. I am super proud of myself that I actually managed to execute an independent event with minimal funding in Shoreditch. Yeah, man. Patting my... That's the sound of me patting my back. Patting my own back. Um, And it's a testament to what you can actually get done if you really, really want to do it. Because I don't know if I'd have been able to execute something like that if I was still working. Like, nine to fiving. Because this i shouldn't say this djing thing my career is what's gonna feed me now my passion has become my career and my career is going to feed me it's gonna feed my family and it's gonna take it take those in the ghetto out the ghetto and then kind of team thing it's gonna set my mom up that's that's the plan it's gonna look after my dad it's gonna keep me dipped and it's keep my man dipped that's what's up you know what i'm saying so knowing that i managed to actually do it and I did all of my own promo, I made all my promo videos, Did made the logo myself, all of those kind of things. I'm very, 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 very fucking proud of myself. And 
I did, I cried. I cried, I went to the toilet that night and I had a little tear for one by myself because I was really, really proud of myself. So yeah, dopamine is now a thing. It's an official thing, we've got. Our, we've had our first event and I'm kind of provisionally organising for the next one. I'm just going to see if they'll give me a monthly or a bi-monthly. Either way, I'll be very happy to have something happening very regular, regularly. And if you missed the first one, hopefully you get to come to the next one. And um, it will still be free. We'll charge one day, but we're not saying everybody broke. So <laughs> don't make no, I'm not here to, this isn't about, this isn't a money spin. I know how to make money. Mikhail Hustle. You know what I mean? This is about building a brand properly from the ground up with good people and showcasing some amazing talent because I don't feel enough people are getting their, getting their shine. And if I can provide that for people, including my own shine, you know what I'm saying? If I can provide that platform for people, then that's what I'm going to do. So yeah, that's the update on Wagwan for the dopamine. So yeah, man. If you do know anybody who would like to be part of the dopamine team, I'm looking for, wait for it. I'm looking for DJs. I'm looking for hosts, not presenters, not like TV hosts. I'm looking for someone who can host a DJ set a la Cold Steps. Um, like that caliber of host, Tipodemus, them kind of people. But I need chicks. I know three hosts. And that's it. I need more. Okay. I want female artists. Because I do. I think I'm going to do the live art thing. On a regular basis. I need female artists. Um, even if it. Because it's like. To the point where I'm actually going to. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to expand on that. And like. I know a lot of tattoo artists. That are female. And that are female women of colour. As well. I want to get them down. To do some live bits inside. It, it gives them a chance for self promotion. I want to know more female entrepreneurs. That would like to showcase their stuff at the event as well. Um, if you make jewellery, come down. Bring your cards. Network. You know what I'm saying? This is a seated event with some music playing. You've got the opportunity to really mingle a room now. At one of my events. So that's what I want to use dopamine as. We are a team of professional, talented and highly skilled people from the UK who happen to be female. Simple as that. I really do want to make this work and I want this to grow. I want this to go. I'm not just thinking London. I want this to be national. I want this to be international. I want to have multiple events happening at the same time. I want to brand. I want brand deals. I, that's what I'm talking about. This is what's up. This is what we do. Shouts out to Frozen Energy as well. Uh, frozen, frozen underscore energy underscore photography. Uh, she did all the photos for the event. I put the first batch up on our Instagrams, on my Instagram and the brand Instagram as well. And if you ever meet, if you ever meet her, shouts out to Tafrina. If you ever meet her, the energy, bro. Energy, got a hence frozen energy. Her energy, that she don't turn down. I love her so much. And I'm so happy that she managed to do this for us. And I'm just so glad she's part of the dopamine team, for real. But yeah, shouts out to everybody on the team. Kaylee, Candy, um, Shabba, uh, uh, M Miss Gower, uh, Sandra Amari, uh, Tanya Moore, Minx Honey. Lexi Mays, uh, Frozen Energy, uh, shit, the whole team. I'm so proud of all of us. And I could not have done this without you guys. So I just wanted to make sure that I take that time. I take a nice big chunk of my pad to just large up the team. Because the team really did. You guys are a testament to... You guys proved why I have you guys working with me. Simple as that. It's as simple as that. 
um let's go into one let's go into some music first place okay uh album releases have been pretty solid over the last two weeks um there's only three well i'll say three there's one that i haven't listened to all the way yet because i've just been so addicted to one of them the one album i was so excited to listen to was benny the butcher's album i can't remember what's called again again it's down to griselda records griselda release music so often i don't know what the albums are called anymore i just know when there's a new conway or a new benny or a new west side coming but this is the new benny um i need to it really would help if i knew what the name of this fucking album was though what's it called burden of proof burden of proof that's the name of the album i need to listen to it more i found it to be it felt a little bit boring i felt like the beats didn't go anywhere individually this was another album produced exclusively by hit boy and um i i can't lie i got a bit bored with it benny never does a bad job Benny, every time one of the guys brings out a new album, they become my favourite. That's how good Griselda is. Oh, I finally listened to Armani Caesar as well. Fantastic project. Go stream its Ross. Love it to pieces. And it's like, even when I listened to Armani Caesar, I was like, yo, she's, yo, she's the jewel in the crown. Then Conway brought out the album. Yo, yo, nah, man, he's the guy. Then Westside brought out the album. Yo, no, no, it's actually Westside. And now with Benny... Benny's still absolutely fucking fantastic, but that album, I feel like because of the effect the Nas album produced by Hit Boy had on me, I had such a high pedestal for Benny the Butcher. Whereas I felt like he should have just used a lot more Derringer beats. You feel me? So, but I'm going to listen to it again because it's Benny. Benny is a fantastic wordsmith. Fantastic. I can't, I can't fault him on that. It's very much like Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington is arguably one of the top five actors of all time. That does not negate the fact that he has made some bad movies. But Denzel's always done a top five actor job in it. You feel me? So that's the problem that I have with the Benny album. Next one on the list is the the one that I haven't listened to yet, but I know I need to take in is Streams of Thought. What's it? Hold on, I need the full title. Streams of Thought, Volume 3, it is called. Um, I hate it when these things give me... They show me an album title. There we go. Streams of Thought, Volume 3, Cain and Abel. It's by Black Thought. I will be listening to this album in its entirety very, very soon. It's 13 tracks. Suits me fine. And um, how long is it? I didn't actually check those credits. Oh, it's 34 minutes. I'll probably listen to it when I finish it. So, but yeah, I'm very, very excited to listen to that because Black Thought, he's up there with the greatest rappers of all time. Um, He's got some serious, serious features on here. Um, Some that I've never heard of, which I can't help but feel like, because Black Thought always gives me, he's not going to have any riffraff on his album because he's Black Thought. It's Tariq, bro. You know it's important when I start Gavi name, man. That's Tyreek. Yeah? Black Thought is not to be ramped with when it comes to our mic. And he's not going to have anybody try dampen his fucking legacy. You feel me? So, I will be listening to the shit out of that tune, out of that album. And I'm very, 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 very excited to listen to it. From track three, I can see it. 
in front of me. Um, track three is called Good Morning, and it features Pusha T, Swizz Beats, and Killer Mike. Yeah, that's the type of caliber that I need. Okay, I will be listening to that as soon as I finish here. So no doubt I'll be listening. I'll be speaking about it on the next one, so I actually can give you a nice cohesive review of it. Now, the album that surprised me, but didn't at the same time, is the new project by Ti. It's called Libra. Uh, Libra is a acronym of Legend is Back Running Atlanta, L-I-B-R-A. Uh, the, the the album art is beautiful. Um, it is a collection of black women um, with the Libra scales and such and such. Um, the album's fucking brilliant. Now, one thing I will say is I can, I can, I can comfortably say T.I.'s never made a bad album. He's very good at making albums. Now, what an album's supposed to be, to me, is two things. It can be one or the other or both. One is this album needs to give me a story. It needs to give me a theme. It needs to give me the point of the album. It needs to give me a mood. That's what I need from an album. I need it to be a one solid project. Every track needs to belong with every track this needs to be sequenced well this needs to be in an order that makes sense ti is excellent at doing that one thing i've had the argument with ti is on the last few projects the single has not reflected the brilliance of the album that works for me because i'm an album girl i never take notice of the single the single will rarely draw me to someone's album I won't listen to the single and think I'll get the album. I'll hear they have a single out and wait for that album because I want to listen to it on the project. Prime example, when Drake brought out Tusi Slide. If I just depended on Tusi Slide to listen to the album, I never would have listened to the album. But because I knew Tusi Slide dropped, I knew an album's coming. So I ignored that and listened to the project. And when you listen to the, the is it Dark Tapes? Let's see what I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Dark Tapes. When you listen to that in its entirety with Tusi Slide placed where it is on that project, it makes sense. It makes complete sense why he's got that tune out. Um, where are you? Why? Whoa, that's weird. Why is that's very weird? That album's not listed. Oh no, because it's it's confirmation. Dark Lane demo tapes. There we go. When he dropped that. That album in its entirety is a very good listen. And 2C Slide fits where it fits. 2C Slide alone sucks to me. But as a part of an album, I think it's great. So that's the only way I can listen to it. This is what I find with Libra. The single that he brought out. Again, it makes sense why he brought out the single. Single's called Pardon. It's got Lil Baby on it. And Lil Baby is Flavor of the Month. Obviously, he's going to release that as a single. It's not my favourite track on the album. But it works where it is. You know what I'm saying? I, For a T.I. album, it's the first T.I. album in a very long while that I've only skipped two tracks. And that's Pardon. And I think the track before it, I end up skipping. I believe. Um, oh, no, no, no. It's Pardon and the track after called On The Hood. That's the only two tracks I tend to skip. They're not bad. I just prefer to listen to the rest of the album. You know what I'm saying? I will always... I've, I've said this to you guys. I've said this to you so many times. The amount of... The, every album I listen to, 
I will listen to it in its entirety from start to finish and not look at tracks. I don't want to know. I don't want to know who's on it. I will listen to it once way through and then make my decision. And then I will do the dissection on the second listen. The dissection basically is what's this track called? Who produced it? Who's on it? That voice, who's that? Okay, that person's this person. Let me go find their music. That's when I talk about the dissection. Um, so I'm going back into the credits. The album is an hour and eight minutes long, which as far as I'm concerned is a brilliant, for 2020, that's a long album. But for me, that's what I feel an album needs to be. That's the length of an album for me. I need to be able to start, um, I need to be able to start a task, do a task and complete a task in the duration of an album. An album should constitute a workout. A workout should not be under an hour. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how I used to measure time. It's like, it took me, I trained for that album. That's how I used, that's how I used to time it. If I used to go running, I'd go running to an album. When the album is finished, I stop running. That's how I do it. But too many of these albums are all half an hour long. I can't do, I can't start, execute and complete a task in half an hour. Not to like a nice level. So... That's what I like about this album. Uh, how many tracks? There's quite a few. There's 20 tracks. Um, two of them, two of the tracks are poems. And one of the poems, I think, no, I think, yeah, two of the tracks are poems. One of the poems is by Warren Yum. Ernestine Johnson Morrison. It's the first time I'd ever heard of her on this album. The poem is Powerful. Okay, very thought-provoking. And the second one, again, they're listed as interludes, but I think they should be listed as tracks. I think interlude really does dampen the gravitas of the track. But there's one called Air and Water Interlude with Rhapsody. Bad boy poem. She's a poet to me. And she's one of the top MCs in the game. Genitalia aside, top MC in the game. And um, she's always talking sense. Do you know what I'm saying? So... But um, my favourite tracks on the album. Oh my God, I've got like four. This is how good, y'all, I've got four favourite tracks on this album. It's, it's mad. Um, Hit Dogs Holler, which is track two. Whose favourite track on an album is usually that early? Majority of everybody, those are the people who don't listen to albums. So they'll always put... What they feel that you'll be susceptible to listening to will always be at the top of the album. Now, Hit Dogs Holler, sick tunes, got Tokyo Jets on it, female rapper. Now, one thing I love about T.I., I love T.I. because of his accent. He's so Atlanta, Georgia. Like, sometimes it's like, you'd think he was in the realms of mumble rapper because you don't understand what the fuck T.I.'s saying half the time. You don't. And considering how articulate this man professes to be, the accent is thick on some of these tunes but it works his pronunciation his cadence is dope love listening to ti and he's got so many different flows he gives me what ludicrous should be giving me now ludicrous's longevity should have been as long if not longer than ti's because he did have different styles different wordplay wasn't the most lyrical but ti is a highly skilled rapper but people always think of the fact that he took his daughter to the doctor to check a hymen cheating on his wife and wanted to fight floyd Mayweather because why too much tabloid shit 
ends up getting clouded in the fact that T.I. is a fucking excellent rapper. He's a brilliant writer. He can make any type of rap tune. And his flows, he won't stick to one flow on a tune, which is nice. I like it when people change it up. It gives me Buster Rhymes, them kind of rappers that will change up the flow throughout the tune. Keeps me interested, keeps me excited. And it makes me listen to you because you'll go in so many different directions. And he'll tell you, I ain't just got one flow. I love it. Hit Dogs Holler, sick. Ring featuring Young Fug, sick. This album is feature heavy, but every feature is brilliantly made. Brilliantly made. Um, yeah, Ring featuring Young Fug, Hit Dogs Holler with um, uh, with uh, uh, Tokyo Jets. Uh, where's the other one? There's one called Put Some On It, which is just T.I., sick tune. And my favourite number one song on this album is Horizons. Horizons is produced by Ninth Wonder. I don't need to say no more. I don't need to say no more. If you follow me on Instagram, the CJ, you know that every now and again, you will see in my story, I will just post a song and be like, this is song of the day. Horizons has been posted twice and that album came out friday try know that that tune knocks and it's very much my kind of sound i love the mood of it it's not moody it's i can't even describe it's ninth if you know about ninth do you research on ninth again we spoke about ninth on the last one when i was telling you about his mixes and when you listen to ninth wonder mixes you know his music knowledge which makes you know the point of reference that he finds when it comes to his production and sampling there you go that was a holy for words Hope you soaked it in. Not going to repeat myself. But yeah. I give the album a solid nine. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it. I give that album a solid nine. I'm, th- I'm still enjoying it. I'm enjoying T.I.'s album. Probably not more, but as much as I enjoyed King's Disease when it came out by Nas. I'm really enjoying this album. I enjoy it more than any other album that I've heard of T.I.'s. But in that kind of, in that kind of uh, thought process... I'm going to be going back to some TI albums. I need to listen to them again. Because I just kind of focused on TI on the singles. Because I was just sucked into the hype. And then his, like, social media persona, TI, Clifford, Clifford, does my head in. Clifford Harris Jr., or whatever his bumba clark name is, he does my head in. The fact that you just love to say the word expeditiously because of all the syllables. I don't care. You came out of jail, you read a couple books, and now you want to be word of the day toilet paper in everybody every day? Nah, I can't bother. Just rap. Now, this has reminded me why T.I.'s T.I. You can theoretically do whatever the fuck you want if this is the caliber of work you're bringing out in 2020. Now, I want to know... Actually, you know what? I'm going to count this because I want to know how many albums T.I. has. Let's do the count. One, one, two, three, four, five... Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. Twenty-four albums, and that's including mixtapes. Since what? Two thousand one. My man's just averaging one and a half albums a year. I can't fault him. Musically, Clifford, you're a bit of a dunce, but. T.I.? Yeah. I'm a fan. Go listen to the album, Libra. L-I-B-R-A. 
very 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 good album very good hip-hop album and it has every kind of hip-hop on it which is which is something that doesn't happen very often you'll find that everybody if they make trap they'll just have traps like migos albums do my head in the what's the name of the albums the migos albums is that volume one or volume two see i'm gonna have to search again because my brain will go in so many different directions. I didn't know I was going to start talking about the freaking Migos today. Is it Legacy? No, it's not Legacy. Culture. There we go. Culture 1. Trap, 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 trap. Culture 2 had a couple of different beats on it. And my favourite song on Culture 2 is uh, Made Men. Fantastic song. Who produced it? Because that was one thing I never did check. Because the thing that got, and, and uh, Migos albums are far too long. Uh, who produced it? Nonstop the Hitman and Cassius, and Cassius J. That, that song, Made Men. Right. Culture 2, that album's like an hour and 45 minutes long. That's unnecessary for the Migos. And I'd probably say 75% of it is all trap beats. I can't listen to that all day. But Made Men... Because Made Men's like, what, track 13? Hold on. Where is it? See, No, it's track 22. I had to listen to all of that to get to track 22. And I remember when I was listening to it, I'm like, yo, this album's been going on for time. That's what is very much encompasses of a lot of these long-ass albums. And if you can't switch it up, that's why Libra's so good. Because the beats change so often. The mood of the songs change so often. You're interested to know what's coming next. Big up TI. Sorry, I'm just looking out my window. And I've seen the same car pass like four times. It's like I live in like a proper little cul-de-sac. And it is just one little circle. And they've done it about four times. If you don't know where you're going, pull over and check Google Maps. Anyway, I said Gogo Maps. That's funny. Anyway, in terms of a revisit. No, 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 no. Actually, I'm lying. I've got one more new thing that I kind of need to speak about. Because... I don't understand the direction he's going in, but I'm kind of interested to know what this new project's going to be like because I know there's going to be one coming. Kanye brought out a single called Na Na Na. It's all right. It's like the tune that he brought out with uh, Travis called uh, Wash Us in the Blood. That tune slaps. But the problem with COVID era, you don't get to hear hype of songs because you don't get to go out and you don't get to hear any DJs anymore. And I'm not really going to use streams, um, streaming... DJ sets as a thing it's not enough it just isn't enough that isn't going to prove to me that a song is going to bust in a club anymore I need a club I need to see crowd reaction with certain rhythms for me to know that it slaps or not I always have my preferences obviously if I had my own way I'd just play fucking Shaka Khan all night but it's what the people then want this na 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 tune I don't know I really don't know. So I will have to revisit it again. Because it was one of them ones that just kind of show, it showed up on the title home screen. And I'm like, okay, new Kanye. Because as much as that man can chat shit, boy can make music. And he is not murdering nobody. He's not molesting no one. Raises his kids. Kids are healthy. He's in their lives. I will continue to listen to your music. Your opinions do not affect me. But your music does, and it's of a higher tier. This throwaway single. It's like scoop of the poop. 
the song would be good if it had words yeah it's one of them ones in terms of a revisit i've revisited igor by tyler creator the fucking album's amazing still don't understand how it won the best hip-hop grammy but because it is so itself there is no category you could put that in other than hip-hop if you're an old white man on the grammy committee so i appreciate that he won a grammy i don't know if he should have won that one it's just like uh drake winning the best hip-hop one for take care i think it was and i still don't class that as a hip-hop album just because it's got a couple of raps on it i don't class it as a hip-hop album um yeah go revisit revisit ego and listen to that now yeah it feels good to listen to that now from the first track that's another one that i don't skip i don't skip eagle and it plays like a seat at the table played for me where it just feels like one big piece of music it feels like a concert i love albums that feel like a concert where you have this sequence like a set list to keep everybody's attention and keep everybody in the room yeah that's what I love about that Igor album. So I'm kind of, I'm, yo, I'm very interested to know what his next album will be saying, what it will do. Considering that he produced that whole thing himself. And yeah, Tyler, very excited to see what he's going to be doing in the future. And to see what kind of people he's going to be working with. Because Tyler, young Tyler, I didn't really get it. I didn't understand the whole Odd Future thing. But as he gets older and as I get older, I get it. So yes, revisit Igor. It's worth it. Um, Edna by Heady One. Mm, it's not my thing. I like Drill. I like it. Because I like UK black hood shit. Because I'm from the UK and I'm black and I've got hood tendencies. I like it. Problem that I find with drill artists that bring out an album is everything sounds the same. Your flow, your cadence, your subject matter didn't change. The best people who managed to get past the everything sounds the same thing with regards to albums. Kano, Giggs, Wretch, Dizzy, um... Who else? Who else? Who else? Um, I know there's more. I just can't. Dave. But even down to Dave. Dave's bars. It's like Dave's album hit me like Benny's album. Dave did an amazing job. It just bored me because your music didn't do anything. Heady one. The beats didn't change enough for me it's like the album is let me let me get the let me get the info in front of me hold on head let's go play with head because i've only got i think two favorite tracks on this headier one album i don't think i'm going to revisit it again um it's an hour long and it's 20 tracks and only two of them I really played. Do the math. Yeah, it's um, it's very repetitive. And all of his bars have the same pattern. Da ba da boo da bear, dee ba da boo da bear, bear ba da bear 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 da bear. 
Every song. I tried. Enough respect to you getting number one. Because this is the problem when I find with the charting things that happen with music now. Because it's all based on streaming. It's rarely to do with... Well, this is the thing. It's difficult to really gauge. Because nowadays, you can just get away with calling Oliver Bridges and just saying, Yo, why are you at work today? Can you just put my album on repeat while you're at work? And just leave it at home. And that will rack up your sales. You know what I'm saying? So, when it says that Hilly One got to number one, of course it did. Because everybody under 18 played it. But I'm very much into replay value. I'd... Yo, Heady didn't make that album for me. Number one, I don't have a lace front. And I'm not, I have no plans of getting a BBL. And I have not had my teeth done yet. So, Heady didn't make that, didn't make that one for me. But in terms of the tunes that I really like on it, is um, F You Pay Me with Ivor, 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 Ivorian Doll and Kenny Beats and Parlevo Anglais featuring H. Those two tracks actually slap everything nice is a tune i can't read i think i think everything nice is the single where he's wearing the white suit and he's doing a little bop in some mansion and yeah all of the, oh, the drill rappers and the same video format did they only have like two videographers in the drill community you either do the hood shoot or the mansion party shoot nothing's got a storyline anymore you guys don't want to make no mini movies no more because i'm i fucking know you got a budget because you, they're all flying that little H brother to fucking LA to just still do the hood shoot or the mansion party shoot. Yeah, it's long. But once again, it's not for me. And shit, the same could be said about Jay-Z and Buster Rhymes and all them lot back in the day. But Buster would still give you a theme. They'd still all be cowboys. You know what I'm saying? It'd be a matador. Or it'd be a monster chasing the woman, chasing the woman with the bubble lens. At least. At least. But yeah, man, videos are boring. But I think it's just an age thing because I don't know. Maybe the drill generation now, when they get to 37 like me, they'll probably be saying the same thing about the new set of videos that are just the hood shoot or the mansion party. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's me and music. That's that done. This is going to be, this is very entertainment heavy. I haven't got that much tea, but there is a couple of things that you do need to watch. I watched a series based on the life of Hugh Hefner. Hear me out. My other half told me about it. I went to bed early one night and he stayed up. He was painting. And he said, I started watching this thing about Hugh Hefner. I stopped it because you need to watch it. When I tell you, say Hugh Hefner has got me fucking inspired. That man's life. Hear me out. Because <clears throat> everybody loves to talk about um, how he was troubling. Pitting. Them gallows were of age in his yard. So. As much as I find... A grown man wanting to... And I'm talking... Hugh was rich into his 70s when he was dicking down some 26-year-olds. But that brother was just living the dream as far as I'm concerned. I see no problem with that. Go find your young things. You're the editor of Playboy. You're unmanageably rich. You have a fucking... Some big old house. The Playboy Mansion. Do your thing in it. And what I didn't know is... He was married three times. Three times? No, twice. Had three serious relationships. And... He literally started Playboy in his in his kitchen one night as a men's lifestyle magazine. 
that just so happened to have a midprint of a naked woman in it. But it would always be done quite tastefully. Because please remember, I'm from the generation of page three. So I'm used to seeing titties in the paper. That's not new. And this started, I think the magazine started in like 1950 or 1951. And this man managed to go through his the rest of his life with this business still making money, still generating revenue. It's the third most recognized logo above Coca-Cola and Nike. That's a feat of engineering. I need to find the name of it though. Hold on, let me open Prime. Because I can't remember the name of the show, but I will find it because I need to... Yeah, what it is, it's basically, it's a series... It's like a series slash documentary, but they film at the same time. So they've got dramatizations happening to show you certain situations that happened, but they'll still interview the real people and give you like real footage and stuff like that as well. And like classic interviews from Hugh Hefner himself. The whole thing's really cool. I can't, I can't fault it. Um, I need to find this play. Boy. American Playboy, The Hugh Hefner Story. It's a prime original series and it's got 10 episodes. And I think the episodes are like an hour each. Because you can imagine, this man was kind of relevant from 1952 or some shit like that. It's insane. But it is a fascinating docuseries. Absolutely fascinating. Some of the gems of information in it. It's a 15. There's a lot of titties in it, as you can imagine. But it was like little things where when he first started out, shy, awkward, couldn't dress, ends up linking up with some next guy who ends up working with him, who was the bachelor, who was the playboy. And he modeled himself on him. Then he felt it would be necessary for him to just kind of, I can't be married if I'm going to be doing this. So he not necessarily left his wife. They split up. He was he was very absent from his children because he was building the brand. I'm not saying that I agree with it, but I get it. Especially with a brand of that magnitude. Back then, mud. So, he basically took on that Playboy lifestyle because that was what he was selling. That's what the brand was. It was a lifestyle brand. It wasn't just a titty mag. Like, hard-hitting journalism and all them things they used to go on in that Playboy. You feel me? Gotta watch it. It's really, really good. And we bled that. We did that in a night. (laughs) <laughs> we did that in a night because that's why I don't watch season that's why I don't watch t- series because I will I will lose 10 hours of my life because I'll sit down and watch all of it all of it all of it yeah so I was very 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 happy with that uh next thing that I watched last night I watched the trial of Chicago 7 it's probably one of the best Netflix movies I've ever seen it's got Yaya Mateen is in it uh, he was the guy who played Dr. Manhattan in the Watchmen series. And he was in The Get Down. Um, Yaya Mateen. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, the guy from Ready Player One who played the guy who invented the game. Um, who else is in it? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Um, the guy who plays the judge. You recognise him. I can't remember from where. And I keep going to say that his name is Robert Lozier, but it's not him. Um, oh, and Robin is in it. I can never remember his name. He was in um, 
oh, everything is literally left my head. He was in like The Dark Knight, but he plays Robin. You know him. He was in um, not Limitless. Um, in in Inception, he was in Inception, and he did the the fight scene where they're climbing all over the walls. Him, Levitt Junior, something Levitt, Adam Levitt. No, that's I'm thinking of Adam Levine. See, you see how my brain is fuckery. But anyway, he's in it. Trial of Chicago Seven. It's about seven people that protested the Vietnam War, and they ended up getting into a madness with the police at the Democratic convention in the late 60s early 70s this is based on the trial that the government wanted to pose onto them for quote inciting a riot where it is believed that the police started the riot please watch it this is based on a true story which makes it all the all the more brilliant and yaya mateen i'm sure his name i need to i need to check that i'm getting this man's name right because i've only just realized that i could I could remember his name was Yaya. And then I saw his... Um, yeah, Yaya. Yo, check me out. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. Yeah, he... Um, actually, you know what? You deserve a follow because you're sick. Um, he plays Benny Seals. Uh, Benny Seals was like the right-hand man of... Uh, what's his name? Fred Hampton from the Black Panthers. Please, I beg you, watch this thing. Please, I beg... I, I don't understand if you... If somebody was to tell me that they did not enjoy their film, something's wrong with your brain. I, I will say that. Based on true story, it's got the laughs. It's got the seriousness. It's got the... What the fuck? Nothing at them moments. Like, how dare they actually let that happen? And all them kind of things happening in this movie. You've got to watch it. It's on Netflix now. It's trending. It's trending yesterday. I think it only was released a day or two ago because I only realised I get WhatsApp messages from Netflix, which was news to me. But I think that's one of them where I'm on the phone doing something and then Netflix give me the choice to do something. So I just click yes. And yeah, they just start sending me WhatsApp messages, which works in my favour because they told me the trial of the Chicago 7 and I see Yaya's face. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch that. Yaya's a G. So go and watch it. Tell your friends, tell your friends, friends. And then afterwards, you're going to do like me. And then you're going to start reading up on each member of the seven. And the person that I'm currently obsessed with is Abby Ham, Abby Holton, Abby. It's a guy, by the way. Um, Abby. Why can't I remember this person's name now? Hold on. Abby. Abby Hoffman. Abby Hoffman. I'll just read the little blurb from, from IMDb. Abby Howard Hoffman, better known as Abby Hoffman, was an American political and social activist who co-founded the Youth International Party. He was also leading prominent of the, also a leading proponent of the Flower Power movement. This man is so important in terms of kind of like protesting the Vietnam War and them kind of things. And he was a stone. He was like a proper little hippie stoner. You must watch this film. Sasha Baron Cohen plays Abby Hoffman in the movie. And Sasha Baron Cohen is probably one of the most slept on people on the planet. Do not think it is just all about Ali G. The man is fucking talented when it comes to the roles that he is picking of late. It's not just all Borat. Yeah. This one, this role here, and he did one spy movie recently. I can't remember what it's called. Um, But yeah, Sasha's one to fucking watch, bruv. Because he put his whole, he put his ankle in this role. 
absolutely amazing. So yeah, Trial of Chicago 7, go watch that. It's amazing. Do it to it. You won't regret it. Coming to America 2 has been bought by Amazon. It is going to be coming out on the 18th of December, I believe, on Prime. It's the only place you're going to be able to watch it. Cinemas are pissed. But ah well, I've got Prime. I'll be watching it. I'm kind of glad that it's coming out on Prime. Because I was very much in the ilk of, I want to spend certain money to go see this film. I didn't ask for it. But they bought it for $125 million. So I'm like, okay. Well, Amazon got that money still. So so I'm very interested to actually know how that movie's going to turn out. Because I know that Wesley's involved and the original cast are all there. And all of them kind of things there. So yes, I'm looking forward to watching it in the comfort of my own home. Go figure. And um, turns out Chris Pratt is a um, Trump supporter. Which is just pissed all over the fact that I used to think the guy was fucking brilliant. Turns out he's a Pratt. Hence the name. Um, Chris Pratt, if you don't know, he was Star-Lord in Pirates of, the Ca- Pirates of the Caribbean. Where the fuck did that come from? In Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in uh, Community as well, the TV show. And um, was he in Community? Was it Community? Yeah, Community. And um, he was in Jurassic World. So he was going out with Anna Ferris. They were married. He left her in like, amazing fashion by cheating on her married the newting became a born-again christian and then started to promote conversion therapy if you don't know what conversion therapy is conversion therapy is um like those pray the gay away camps that's conversion therapy which personally i think is absolute utter bollocks he's promoted it on his socials I don't want to have to cancel Chris. But I might have to cancel Chris. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm going to have to cancel Chris, man. Chris got to go. We can't, can't rip them thing there, bruv. Can't rip them thing there, dog. Can't rip them thing there. So, yeah. Mm, that sucks. Um, oh, Black, British and Funny. Make sure you guys have watched that on all four. With Moda Comedian talking about the legacy of black UK stand-up com- comedy and comedians in general brilliant piece of tv um hold on i'm just crossing off what i have done on my list i've done pretty bloody well can't lie um huge i just want to send two special shout outs one to funk butcher for executing a feat that is absolutely incomparable and absolutely powerful and important and amazing the Blackout Mix Mag series for this week. He is the guest editor of the Mix Mag magazine to highlight the black influence in dance music because house music is black music. You can't argue with me. You just can't. Um, I think it would probably work in your favour to go onto YouTube, type in Unsung and Frankie Knuckles. That will teach you about where house came from frankie or knuckles didn't invent it but it'll give you the history of house music in chicago okay black people brought you that yeah yeah there you go um make sure you hit up mix mag online 
and read the uh, the intro, the editor note from Funk Butcher about how we kind of came about, how it was birthed, how it was executed, and the subject matter that he's going to be covering, and it's going to be available all this week. Um, check it out, share with your friends. I'm going to be putting a link in the description so you guys can have a direct uh, direct link to go and check out the content. Um, huge congratulations to Funk Butcher for actually making this happen, for all the contributors and um yeah it's brilliant i spent the morning reading everything it's absolutely amazing and i'm super proud to call him my bedroom um ez has dropped his own record label which i'm very 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 happy to hear um with this he's celebrating with releasing six tracks off of it this week and um huge congratulations to him ez very powerful dj in the music industry who gets overlooked Whereas your Calvin Harris's and all of those kind of people are pushed to the forefront. EZ should be rubbing shoulders with all of those people, if not overtaking them, because he's an absolutely fantastic DJ and producer. Intro number six alone should be number one in the charts. So, um, yes, congratulations to DJ EZ. Very, 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 very happy to hear about that. If you notice, this is like, this is one of the first times that I've managed to make it through an entire episode without really ranting about COVID. So I'm actually quite proud of myself because I've had so much to do. Big up yourselves. Um, where's Wani section? Because I'm going to make tracks shortly because I've got things for do. Um, so this Thursday, Thursday the 22nd, I am going to be at Box Park Wembley DJing the Black History Month Black History Month panel celebrating black british owned emerging enterprises by people of color check it out it's a free event um if you go onto my website i have actually got a ticket link available there it's hosted by swizz which is the brain swizz is the uh, brain behind black pound day um and a member of Sonic crew which a lot of people don't know um yeah check it out uh so if you just hit up my website i'll give you the link for that a little bit later on again everything will be in the description um, so I've got that this Thursday, this Saturday, I'm not about, it's my mum's birthday this weekend, so I am going to be saying, fuck you, tear system, I need to go and see my mother, so I'm going to be heading over there, because I, in retrospect, it's the only other house I go to, so yes, that's my social bubble, just so happens to be in another city, so I will be going to go and see my mother, fuck you all, um, so this weekend I actually booked it off, so I will not be available this weekend. But next week, Wednesday, I'm back at Box Park Croydon for Laugh in the Box Comedy Show. Going to be dealing with that. Then on the 29th, which is the following Thursday, uh, I've got the Black History Month panel uh, at Box Park. Hold on, what? hold on, have I done that the wrong way around? I bloody have, you know. Wait, what? Hold on, I'm very confused. Wait, Wembley. Shoreditch. I can't. I've, I think I've done these the wrong way around on my website. Hold on, let me. I'm really confused because I need to check this. Let me check on my Instagram because I want to make sure I give you guys the right date for the right times. Right, right times for the right days. I believe this week Thursday, I am in. Um. Yeah, this week. Hold on, is it this week? See, my brain's just letting me down. I th- and I'm not even hungry. I, I actually ate before this time and had a coffee. It's mad. Now I just know my brain's just broken. Um, whereabouts are we? 
let's see, let's see, let's see. So, the one this Thursday is at Box Park Wembley. The one next Thursday, Thursday the 29th, is at Box Park Shoreditch. That is going to be with... Oh, gosh, so many buttons. Um, that one is how history has shaped black communities today. So that's going to be from 7 to 9 at Box Park Shoreditch. Again, ticket links are available on my website. Um, that's next week, Thursday. Then next week, let's go back into the calendar because my brain does not work by itself. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, then next week, Saturday. Oh, next week, Saturday is a busy one. That's Halloween. So in the morning, as usual, I'm going to be doing my F45 fitness class at F45 Gym in Vauxhall for uh, all information on getting memberships and stuff like that or guest passes. Again, it's all on my calendar on my website. And then at 12, from 12 p.m., I'm going to be doing Comedy Brunch. Um, very, very, very big show. Uh, lineup includes Nabil, um, Abdul Rashid, uh, Darren Griffith, Ori Styler, Ashan Akbar, and Maureen Younger, hosted by Tanya Moore, and Rhythms by me. That is from 12 to 5. Tickets are available via comedybrunch.co.uk. Make sure you get your tickets in pretty fucking sharpish because there is limited availability. It's groups of six only. And you have to make sure that you are coming with people in your social bubble, as they said. So that's on Saturday next week, which is Halloween. And then I don't think I'm going to give you guys any more yet. So I like to give you guys the two weeks that I'm not going to be about on the pod. So at least you guys know where to find. You can find me. And um, that's everything, really. But um, yeah, I'm going to go about my business and go live my life because I've got work to do. Got to hang out the washing because it's been in the washing machine for about an hour because I heard the washing machine finish just as I pressed record. And um, yeah, I think that's everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's the first time I've actually completed a whole list of topics. I'm very proud of myself. Yay. That's the sound of me patting myself on the back again. Love it. So. Please remember, there is no YOLO, you only die once. So make sure you live each and every day to its full potential, okay? Do everything that you want to do, period. Do everything you want to do that's positive. I thought I'd add that. Because some, pe- some things people want to do, it's not good. So everything that you want to do is a positive, do it, man. It's the best decision I ever made. And um, I will speak to you guys in a fortnight. Remember www.thecj.com if you hit up that menu everything you need to know about me is there okay photos from the dopamine launch are now available on the instagram we are dopamine w-e-a-r-e-d-o-p-a-m-i-n-e and my instagram is the t-h-e-s-h-e-j-a-y check that out all over the socials i'm all over the place i don't do snapchat because i'm adult and um it's been spiritual guys i will speak to you guys on the next one. Peace.